0: The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, and Patio West Coastal and Comfort Heats. Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today starts now.
1: Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao.
0: Good morning and welcome in to another edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. We are coming to you live from our home locations this morning as well, if we'd tried to get outside, I don't think any of us would have made it. <laughs> so better safe than sorry this morning as we have a, a, a wintry mix outside of. Uh, our homes, each of our homes. I assume I don't know how how bad it is where you're at, JP, but I know where Maurice and are and I are. It is a uh, it's not good. So, <laughs> it,
1: it it is definitely uh, icy. Some ice pellets they call it, a um, little sleet. I think we've got another round of it coming, but a nice coating. Uh, it literally has covered the roads, at least uh, the secondary roads. I'm sure some of the major thoroughfares with a little bit of traffic, you might be able to see the pavement, but otherwise, um, it's a nice uh, winter wonderland out there, if, if you're looking from the, out, from the inside looking out.
2: <laughs> tell you how bad it is. My dad at about 9.30 last night, my 78-year-old dad who rarely texts, texted me and said will you be doing the show from home in the morning
1: wow yeah so i said yes, yes. getting on yes, okay. I'm, yeah, the answer is i said, yes. that, I said <laughs> that's the plan
2: and then five minutes later he still hadn't responded and so i called him and i said you know if you text somebody and they text you back you're supposed to respond to their response you know he, but you know just the fact that he texted me kind of um Stunned me to start with, but CERN. so you know. Yeah. We're we're at home, Dad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I guess it was what was it was it Saturday that I texted you and said we were gonna do the show from home? I, I think
2: I think I was actually leaving wrestling over at Indy when you came through with that
0: yeah, initially. I mean, so I I'm not a big fan of trying to drive in the, the snow unless I'm trying to get a new vehicle. So <laughs> just so happens play, I'm trying yep. to get a new vehicle. That's uh, what I thought. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you hear if you hear from me later that I have had an accident in Bellevue, don't worry. It was on purpose. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, goodness. Huh? Well, you could be like the lady that was doing donuts or whatever that, that we talked about on Wild and Wacky last week.
0: No, 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 I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's been a weekend, hasn't it? I mean, goodness. You you were supposed to referee basketball on I Saturday. I did. And then you, you get there, and, and you got to do one game.
2: I did one game.
0: And then... Next thing you know, they're canceling everything, and then you go to wrestling. It seemed to be okay by the time you left. What time did you get to leave? About 2 o'clock, 2.30?
2: No, we left about um, we left about 4, I guess, which was when the finals were supposed to have started, but because of the expected weather, they moved it up to about one thirty. So got out of there about two and a half hours early, which was cool but Take um, that every day. No doubt. Yeah. So um it worked out fairly well. Had a nice quiet evening at the house on Saturday after after that working all that up. Had some some really nice results out of the wrestling tournament. Obviously we'll talk about that as we progress. So
0: yeah. Um uh, welcome in to Nicholas Michaels and coach Brad Slaughter is just ah. on on uh facebook live this morning if you are out there and you want to interact with the show you want to watch the show you can do that we uh you can see Mo's awesome backdrop his braves yeah. uh, blanket backdrop uh, you can see jp's awesome office and then you can see me in my dining room <laughs> uh, with my my gather your gather well yeah. We're, yeah. We're, gathering.
2: Yeah. Gather. we're gathering yeah gather. we're gathering yeah it's all it's, good
0: that's okay It is, and it is a winter wonderland. But yes, you can find us on Facebook, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. Just uh, search that in your uh, Facebook search bar, and you can see our live video. So welcome in to you guys this morning. If you have any comments on anything, we'd love to hear them. Uh, We will be talking about all kinds of great things throughout the show. Uh, It's going to be a really good show, I think. Good morning to Chuck. Who's always watching? We appreciate
2: <laughs>
0: appreciate the fact I that my Chuck, dad. I... Go ahead.
2: No, I, I was just going to say I think Chuck just checks in just to make sure that you're awake and, and actually being productive.
0: That's exactly what it is. Um, That's a good father no should. Be,
1: right?
2: Yeah.
0: So we, we've got a we've got a lot going on. I I, I expect when we get to our. Uh, our schedule for the rest of the day. Uh, it's looking like nothing's going to happen because I'm, so I'm looking at, uh, at news to storm tracker picture right now. It looks like uh, anybody west of Camden got about six plus inches of snow
1: already, huh? Uh,
0: yeah. Wow. Through, uh, well, this is through Tuesday morning. Okay. So I'm assuming throughout the rest of the day as well. Um, if you're down in Linden, Jay Henson and
3: Perry <laughs> County
0: folks expect four to six inches. And then, uh, JP, they're telling me Lawrenceburg is going to get two to four along with, uh, Franklin and myself here in West Nashville. So that should be fun.
2: There's something to look forward to.
0: Yeah, buddy. I mean, it's, uh, the, the ground is coated out here, but I'm pretty sure that half of that is ice. Yeah. Uh, we, we went to the grocery store. Did you guys go to the grocery store?
1: Uh, on Saturday, yes.
0: Yes, on Saturday. Saturday. Obviously, because
1: yeah, I dro- if you tried
0: to go yesterday, you were needed. No,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I drove and sat in the parking lot. Mm-hmm.
0: So we go to the grocery store and picked up a bunch of stuff that we could eat in the, in the event that the power goes out. Um, but also picked up a, a bag of ice and put it in the cooler outside and... It's still good to still, go. Just still in there, the yeah. I, I did yeah, bring the coolers the event from event the event shed
1: either. to the deck in case, in case we needed to clean our fridge out. Yeah, and, I and mean, provide an alternate fridge.
0: Got to do what you got to do,
1: which is the world <laughs> outside today.
0: Yeah. All right. Real quick, let's go through uh, what we have coming up this show in the second hour today. We will talk, as we do every Monday, with Chip Walters. We'll talk Middle Tennessee State hoops and anything else that's going on over in Murfreesboro. Last night, the Daytona 500 did actually get to finish, and I stayed up. Uh, So, we'll talk about that. And uh, losing a bet to the chicken Mm. man, Mm. uh, unfortunately. And... Plenty of college hoops to talk about, including some local flavor. Uh, uh, Pretty excited to talk about one particular local athlete who was able to do something only 14 others have done in the history of the Ohio Valley Conference. So we'll get to all that in the second hour today. Now, to finish up the first hour, next segment we will probably talk a little bit High school hoops. Um, I was at a game on Friday. As Mo told you, he was at wrestling on Saturday. So, and Friday. You was mm-hmm. at wrestling Friday, right? So, Correct. So, plenty of that to talk about. So, uh, But first, we're going to get to the Monday Rundown.
2: This is the Rundown. In girls' action on Friday night, it was Franklin 55, Dixon County 52, Page defeat at Summit 62 48, and it was interesting. Spring Hill 53, Independence 28, Nolansville defeat at Marshall County 38 31, Murfreesboro Central fell to community 50 47, and Hampshire fell to Wayne County 64
0: 35. In boys' action, it was Brentwood 48, Centennial 32. Franklin, an 81-29 winner over Dixon County, also interesting, was page 64, Summit 52. Uh, Nolensville was a 52-42 winner over Marshall County. Community got a 48-38 win over Murfreesboro Central, and Hampshire fell at Wayne County 76-37.
2: In the Division II District Three tournament semifinals, Christ Presbyterian Academy defeated BGA Battleground Academy 88-50. And Webb of Bellbuckle defeated Columbia Academy 73 65.
0: On Saturday in Girls Action, the 8 AAA play in game was completed and Shovel ended Franklin County season 59 38. The 11A quarterfinal was Fairview 54, Lewis County 25. In Division 2A District 3's consolation game, Middle Tennessee Christian edged CPA. 50-48, and in the championship game of that district, it was Webb, 57, Providence, 48. In regular season action, Huntland defeated Grundy County, 92-62, to 62 at Spring Hill over Ravenwood, 57-39.
2: In boys action on on Saturday, Grundy County busted a clock, as we used to say on Huntland, 105-63, Grundy County wins that one. In the eight AAA boys play-in, Shelbyville defeats Franklin County 59-39. In D2A District 3 Consolation play, Columbia Academy's boys defeated Battleground Academy 67-60. And in the championship, CPA defeated Webb 96-67. Also in junior college women's basketball action, Jackson State defeated Post-Columbia State 79-58. The men from those two schools did not play because apparently... Jackson State has opted out of the seed. In high school wrestling action over the weekend at the Region 7 AAA Tournament and Independence, Summit won the team championship, had seven individual champions, and nine total state qualifiers for this coming weekend. Indy qualified three, all winning their weight classes, and Spring Hill got one wrestler through to the state. He finished as runner-up at the region tournament.
0: Today's schedule that we will assume is not going to be played. We know for a fact that Mount Pleasant at Santa Fe and Summit at Ravenwood have both been postponed. Uh, The other games that we're about to tell you about, you'll need to check your local listings or your local school uh, pages or perhaps just with the school in general. But Moore County is scheduled to be at Cornersville Cascade at Fayetteville. Perry County at Collinwood, Marshall County at Forest, Giles County at Murfreesboro Central, and Frank Hughes at Wayne County. Uh, Those are girls' games. I think that's girls only because I couldn't find the boys' uh, game to go along with it.
2: In District 8, AAA, boys' quarterfinal play. Allegedly, Shelpable is at Lincoln County. Lawrence County is at Tullahoma. Also, Loretto is scheduled to play at White House Heritage, and in the District 11A quarterfinals, Fairview is scheduled to play at Fairview. Again, we don't think any of those games is going to take place, but you may want to check in with somebody before you take off in that direction.
0: And check in with somebody before you don't take off in that direction, because they may play. We don't know, but it's highly unlikely. Uh, But nonetheless, that is your Monday rundown. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk to um, talk about some high school hoops that we saw over the weekend. Plenty of games to get to talk about. So when we come back, we'll do just that. And we got wrestling later this hour. So stay tuned on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Front Porch Radio.
2: If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you.
1: Here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back into to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today.
0: As we come to you from our humble abodes. I'll tell you, I am nice and comfy this morning in our home. I don't know. It's, it's nice when you don't have to wake up as early, but it's also not great when you're having to look at you guys through the the iPhone and iPad and whatever cameras we have, but it is what it is, and I'm glad we were able to get the show on the the road this morning. Literally. Um. So let's talk some high school hoops because I think it's uh. I think mean, it's it was certainly it's certainly worth talking about. As <laughs> I was at Page on Friday night, in what was a pretty big game for so. I mean, I say that it wasn't going to change the outcome of the district. I don't think. Um, I'm pretty sure Summit was pretty well set to play Ravenwood, and Page had the three-seed, I think, locked down. It might have helped Spring Hill had Summit defeated Paige, but uh, I don't think it had a whole lot of uh, girls' action anyway. Um, I don't think it had a whole lot to do with the the final uh, standings. But Summit girls... We're playing well. I mean, as matter of fact, at halftime, I think it was a, it was a, a tie game or no. No, something was ahead, um, I believe. So, and it was, it was tied at the end of the third quarter. And Page goes on a 26-12 um, fourth quarter advantage as part of a 20-2 to two run from the third quarter through the fourth quarter, uh, really a good job by Paige, to be honest with you. But uh, in the middle of that run, we had a – we'll call him a fan. Can we call him a fan? Do you know who it was, Mo? Did I tell you who it was?
2: You didn't tell me who it was, but somebody at the wrestling tournament did.
0: Uh, we'll call him a fan because he—he—that's he, exactly what he was. He—he he was a fan at the. That game. was the
2: capacity he was in on Friday night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and a parent of a Summit player was ejected from the uh, gymnasium for voicing his displeasure uh, for a an offensive foul called. During the girls game uh, Yes the foul was called On his daughter <laughs> Yes Funny how that works Yes it was a Poor call um, And not only was That particular fan Incredibly upset That was fun You, you're, you guys are definitely going to enjoy that In about 13 seconds When you see that on Facebook live uh, <laughs> Um, He was not the only one upset with it because Coach uh, John Wilde was also upset. And he um, he was also assessed a technical foul.
2: May or may not have have voiced his displeasure.
0: Well, he certainly spoke to the official after the call. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure at what point he stopped talking to the official. But he certainly said something to him as the call was made. Don't think that's why he was assessed the technical foul, because it was after the ejection uh, that he was given the T. The that being never- said... It was just, it, it, that was the turning point for Summit. There was nothing they could do at that point. It was already an 18-0 run, and there was no coming back.
2: I've never been a fan of ejecting fans. I mean, if you're if you're that, con- uh, my thought is, if you're that concerned with what's going on in the stands, and clearly you're not paying attention to what's going on on the floor.
0: Well, and that, that was exactly what the fan said as he was walking out of the gym. He said, you're too worried about me instead of worrying about the game. Um, Can't disagree. <laughs> to answer my dad's question, yes, districts in uh, Tennessee are like Alabama's areas. So yes, that's that's exactly what they are. Um, I will say this: it. Uh, I've done it, but it was also my first varsity game as a twenty-four-year-old, and I. I mean, I wouldn't do it again. So
2: (laughs) that's that's kind of like the NCAA handed now the death penalty to SMU back in the late '80s. I mean, yeah, once you realize, no, that's that's not the way to handle that.
0: So right, and and so I decided, you know, I'm not going to be worried about what the fans say. Now I I've interacted with fans. I might, you know turn around and joke with them or something like that and i've even some of them you know during a game if they're they're giving me a real hard time you know i might turn around and offer them my whistle and kind of you know there you joke go. with them there you go just but but i kind of make it a lighthearted joke you know like hey
3: mm-hmm.
0: hey man come on help us out we'd really appreciate it and most of the time that kind of calms everybody down you try if you try to de-escalate the situation instead of escalating it 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 makes it a little bit better uh-huh. Uh, so anyway, that was um that was a tough loss for Summit. Again, they were they were tied at the end of the third quarter. They were winning. Uh had had the game pretty well in hand at one point. And again that twenty to two run where they didn't score until about three and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Uh they were just too far down at that point and couldn't get back and fell sixty two to forty eight. Uh In in that one, so big. Not for Bergen Ali though; she had a huge game, and it was a. It felt like she couldn't miss from outside. At one point in the middle, in the second and third quarter, she was just really uh, keeping them in the game. So, you know, that's what you're going to have to have if you're Summit. You're going to have to hit shots down the stretch. You're going to have to to uh, continue doing what you do instead of worrying about what the other team does. Uh, And you can't put Paige on the line. They went 13 of 18 from the stripe in the fourth quarter. So, again, Summit's going to be just fine in the tournament play. I'll be uh, interesting to see how it turns out, though.
2: I think a big key for Summit is getting um – Claudette Runk back as well, just to kind of balance things out a little bit for them. She she didn't score a bunch on Friday night. She doesn't typically score a bunch, but she um really kind of facilitates things in that offense. And so to get well, her she, back on the floor, I think makes things a little bit easier for Ellie Coulson and for um and for Delaney No and Ali as you mentioned.
0: Well, you know, and Ellie only had two points in in the loss on. Friday night because it was just one of those games where it felt like it was a perimeter game. Paige was going to play a perimeter game, and they forced Summit to kind of play their game. And Claudette Runk had a, you know, she has that, that thumb injury or wrist injury, whatever it is, but she's got, she had it taped up on on Friday night, so she was able to dribble and she was able to shoot. In fact, she made three three pointers. So <laughs> she does give them another option on that uh, with Ali and Delaney. No, on the outside, and if they can all three get going, it'd be hard to beat them.
2: And I'll tell you, somebody else to watch. um, Coach Wild was concerned earlier in the year about you know Bellums and I think Sydney Wright off the bench is is going to be a help to them as they um, finish up the regular season and head into the postseason, however far they get with that. Another threat down inside in addition to Colson or, you know, in lieu of Colson if she's in foul trouble or whatever else, but she's another body inside for them that can, um, can be effective as well, I think.
0: Well, as you mentioned that, she actually started on Friday night. Uh, Ellie came off the bench, and I'm not sure what the – the thought was there, but uh, Ellie Colson started on the bench and Sydney uh, Wright did start the game and also had a couple of points, had a put back late. So, in boys' action, almost identical situations where I've told you a hundred times, Mo, that if both if both crowds are yelling at me the same amount, I'm doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that only one crowd was yelling at the officials on Friday night. <laughs> um and at one point I was so I'm listening to Mike Epley and Justin Lamb on the radio call, but I'm ten seconds behind them because they're literally talking in front of me and I'm listening to it on the internet radio broadcast. So I'm you know, Justin to make a joke, and I'll laugh ten seconds later, and Epley's turning <laughs> around like, what was so funny? <laughs> like, what he said ten seconds ago was funny. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, an offensive foul was called on Destin Wade uh, as he was driving to the basket. I got a picture of the of the play, and it's fair it's pretty clear that the defender did not beat him to the spot and justin lamb said well you got to give him credit he knows how to miss that call <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I like justin's that. philosophy cuz i was listening to the end of that ball game after we had gotten done at wrestling and and he said if if blocks were more fun to call and more animated then you would see more of them as Everybody loves in. slapping that hand behind their head and driving their fist into the air. So,
0: I, I guess. I mean, to me, i I, I like to. <laughs> I like to take both of my fists and just bang on my hips real hard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sounds painful.
0: Oh man, <laughs> but yeah. So Summit falls sixty four fifty two, and a lot of that was, again. They lost by twelve and were outscored in the fourth quarter by thirteen. Um, well and more
2: specifically more specifically that 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 wasn't on Destin Wade would have cut the game to two and instead Page goes down and hits a three to stretch it out to five right there. Is that right? No, no, that would have tied the game. It was a oh, it was a
0: okay. two point game under four minutes to go. So what could have right. the yeah, game that, turns into a five point play? They go down a five point. Uh, yep, Gunner just hits a three, and next thing you know, it was it was over from there. I mean, because mm-hmm. frustration at that point set in pretty pretty hard. Destin was incredibly tired because he completely carried the team through the third quarter. Uh, I think he had at one point he had like seven or nine in a row. Uh, they couldn't, They had nobody that could stop him, including um, Naval Academy commit um, Jaime Hernandez. So, and, because Hernandez is just, a, he's a big guy. And Destin being the tallest guy on the floor, that's who Hernandez was guarding. Well, he's not athletic enough to take on Destin Wade. Are you kidding me? Um, I mean, that's just, that being said, Great job by Page to limit uh, Destin after he did kind of tire out a little bit. He had twenty-one in the game. Andrew Smith had ten, and um, let's just say he was he was pulling up from about eighteen feet <laughs> and, and knocking him down. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes you know, step back three. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. There's 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 few things worse than a nineteen foot jump shot. You know, I mean. <laughs> take that step back. Have some court awareness. If you're going to shoot it from that far out, get the extra points. Step back step.
0: (laughs) But, I mean, it is what it is. It wouldn't have mattered in a 12-point game. Uh, Page was, again, almost perfect from the line. Did a great job. Uh, Two technical fouls were called in that game. So we had three total technical fouls on the night. Trey Hunter made a move to the baseline. He stepped on the end line and but he was in the middle of the air when the whistle blew. Well, he throws the ball to try to throw it off the defender and try to get it out of bounds on Paige. Well, mm-hmm. he didn't realize that he was being called for, for stepping out. He throws the ball down, misses the defender, and an official comes in and gives him a technical foul for slamming the ball to the ground. And I, that, that blew my mind. Uh, for one uh Wirtz was then assessed two two personal fouls as uh the page point guard was dribbling aggressively side to side, which was as justin lamb said aesthetically pleasing, but did nothing to <laughs> advance the basketball uh it was he he dribbled really well, looked like he would have been great on the and one team uh in the early 2000s. Uh, um, and but but Wurtz was called for a couple of little touch fouls uh, as he was trying to swipe the ball away didn't affect the ball because the kid was still able to continue dribbling um, so I'm not sure whether he touched him or not because I was on the other end of the floor after the second one Wurtz just looked at the official like are you kidding me and was assessed a technical foul which was his sixth personal foul <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and I'm not sure. I, I'm not actually sure whether or not that should have been a bench foul, and Coach Fay wouldn't have had to sit down because it was his sixth personal foul.
2: Hmm.
0: Anyway, he wasn't. He didn't. Have I don't to, know how that
2: works. I, I would. Yeah.
0: But anyway,
2: it, by by that point, though, it was neither here nor there. Basically, like you at, said. The game had pretty well gotten away and had been decided at that point and um, sounds like a great performance by the stripes.
0: It was it was interesting and I mean as as someone who's officiated varsity basketball, like it, it frustrates me as an official because when you're watching guys who are in over their head it's, it's tough because it's like, you know, if you're not able to officiate at this level, you need to go somewhere else. You need to not accept these games. I appreciate their effort in, in trying to officiate because we need officials. But make a little bit better effort to understand the game better. And uh, don't be the father of a Brentwood high school player calling 11 AAA games. I don't know how that happens, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It, hmm. how how can you call district games in the same district that your kid plays in? that that blows my mind but anyway um,
2: before we go to a break, we need to mention um, Columbia Academy's boys finished third in the in the division two II district three tournament this weekend and in their consolation win over BGA um, Tanner Ham became the fifth guy this or the fifth player this week to go over the thousand point mark. Um, Needed nine going into that game, finished with 23. And Marty DeJarnett earned his 450th win as coach at Columbia Academy, covering two stints there. So congratulations to both those guys for those milestone accomplishments. Um, Ham joins this week, chronologically, I think, Q Martin, um, Matty Lewis, Andy Slaughter, and Landon Andrews. In hitting the thousand point mark this week,
0: it's wild, it's pretty and crazy. <laughs> like I tweeted, and another one,
2: and another one. Yep, uh,
0: yep. All right, so we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk wrestling because Mo got to see a bunch of it. And uh, so we got some, we got nine folks going to state, right? So, gonna be a lot of fun. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today.
1: the teams you care about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris
0: welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports today a big weekend for the summit spartans also several other local wrestlers as we had 13 total state qualifiers is that right mo
2: that is correct yes 13 um Summit, as we said, had seven state champions. and I'm sorry, seven region champions. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Seven region champions and two other qualifiers. Independence had three region champions. And Spring Hill with Isaiah Brooks at 120 pounds comes through and finishes as region runner-up. So um, our area will be taking 13 wrestlers to the state tournament in Chattanooga. Which the the class AAA tournament will all be on one day on Saturday. There'll be 16 man brackets instead of the 32 that have um, gone to state over the last few years. So, you know, big day Saturday for for a bunch of those guys and congratulations to all of them. Um, Summit basically just continuing their run. From finishing third in the state at the duels match, uh, duels tournament last week. So, not a whole lot unexpected out of them, particularly as you speak to Pete Miller about it. But um, Jarvis Little, Summit's 113 pound freshman, really ran a gauntlet in getting to that region championship, as um, we had mentioned in a preview article on the website sm tnsports.com that 113 bracket was really kind of loaded because you had a three-time state medalist in Chris Calvin from McGavock and you had a returning state medalist from Franklin and Owen Goble and little beat both those guys um beat Goble in the semifinals he defeated Calvin in the finals 5-4 which was um voted the best match of the championship round so Great, great weekend for for Jarvis Little and for some of those other summit wrestlers as well. Um, he was voted best wrestler there? too, right? It, he was he was voted best wrestler in the. They split that because there's 14 weight classes. So he was voted best wrestler in the lower weights, and Alex Abels from Centennial was voted uh, 152 pounder was voted best wrestler in the upper weights. But yes, um, Jarvis Little was. Involved in the best match and was voted the best wrestler. And like I said, he had a great weekend. Um, in addition to him, um, Jackson Masters won the region championship at 120 pounds. He defeated he pinned Isaiah Brooks, and then Brooks had to come back for a true second and pinned um, Cole Moss from Brentwood to um to nail down that second. State tournament berth out of Region Seven AAA. Um, in addition to Little Masters, Justin Knoll from Summit, Landon Desell at one thirty-two will go to state. Austin Knoll from at one thirty-eight. Uh, let's see. Luke Justice finished second at one seventy. He advances as well. Maddox Reed won at one ninety-five. Ryan Smith, as expected, won at 285. And, um, oh, and Finley Jamison finished second at 152. So seven champions and two runners-up for for Summit. Independence is Russell Ford at 106. Um, Tanner Willett at 160. And Gabriel Hall at 182 all won region titles, and again, Isaiah Brooks becomes the third Spring Hill wrestler in that program's four-year history to advance to the state. So congratulations to all those guys.
0: Yeah, and, you know, in a normal year, we would have had several other qualifiers.
2: No doubt, no doubt, because in a normal year, you'd have had your top four finishers advance instead of your top two and there were a lot of third and fourth place finishers from the area that um, that won't be going. And and again, um, Goble defeated Calvin in a in a true second place match there at 120. And so you've got a three time state medalist who won't be going back for his senior year. And and of all the guys that fell short, I really feel bad for that kid. I mean, I can't imagine meddling as a freshman, a sophomore, and a junior, and not even getting to go your senior year. But that's um, that's a tough pill to swallow.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um,
2: Also, in region – I'm sorry.
0: That's where I was going.
2: Uh, Yeah. Also, in region five, AAA, over at Warren County, Columbia Central took four guys over there, and one of them – just missed um advancing to the state tournament takeover a junior 152 pounder got pinned in his opening round match um came back with a win an advancement by forfeit and another win and um finished third wrestled for the second state tournament berth and got pinned by coffee county's gavin prather so um that kid's got a lot to look forward to. Again, just a junior. Um, Nathan Neely at 160 went one and two. Uh, Jeremy Benderman went two and two at 170. And Jalen McCoy came up short in both of his matches at 220. So, you know, this, this COVID thing has really taken its toll on a lot of wrestling programs. Central has some pretty good numbers, but with inconsistency and that kind of thing, they were only able to take four to the region in um, Dame Peoples' second year as coach over there, and they, um, they're they still building this thing. I, I think they're a little behind Spring Hill, but, but I think there's some talent in that program, and I think Dame Peoples, a former collegiate wrestler over at Middle Tennessee State, is going to continue to um, to advance that program. So looking forward to what they can get done. But just missing their first state tournament qualifier there on Saturday over at Warren County.
0: Just got word via Twitter that Fayetteville's game tonight has been postponed. Uh, okay. They're going to reevaluate weather conditions tomorrow morning. So assuming if weather is okay tomorrow, they could potentially play tomorrow night. But – That's neither here nor there at this point. Uh, We'll let you know tomorrow about that one. (laughs) Um, So explain something to me here. I I know Summit was the – they were the team point winner. Mm -hmm. Can they still win a state championship as a team or –
2: I mean, conceivably, it's, it's all based on individual performances, and I'll tell you, taking nine guys doesn't hurt. <laughs> I mean uh, clearly the more the more folks you can take the better your chances are of scoring points in a in an individual tournament like that so yeah they they I would say they've certainly got a shot it's, um with nine guys in a 16 man bracket in particular they've um when you can just throw sheer numbers at a tournament like that and if you can get guys that can you know win a couple of matches each and I mean, when we talked to when I the pigeon tournament, he said I, I I want fourteen region champions. Well, he got seven. He got two runners up, and like I said, getting nine guys through is going to make them a team that has to be reckoned with in Chattanooga. I think in a one day, in a one day event. So uh, I don't know if they can win it. When you start talking about you know Cleveland and Bradley Central and Wilson Central, who they will also have probably double digit qualifiers as well but i'd say they got a shot they they if they don't finish top 5 i'll be a little surprised
0: i just didn't know how that worked uh, yeah. so so they do they do hand out a team state championship trophy in the-
2: they do okay. yes
0: uh, wrestling and- is out of my league <laughs>
2: <laughs> well summit They when you look at these numbers, they were really impressive this weekend, as as we said, nine nine qualifiers, seven champions. They finished with two two seventy seven point five team points, which when you look, Brentwood finished second, more than a hundred points behind them. Brentwood with one seventy six, Franklin with one seventy four, Page with one seventy point five, and Independence with one sixty four. That was your top five team finishers. Um Ravenwood Centennial finished um, sixth and seventh. McGavick was your highest finishing Metro team, which I talked to Paul Douglas, their coach, for a little bit. And basically, they've only been wrestling for like three weeks. So for them to get – McGavick got two guys into the finals. Um, Overton was the only Metro program to advance a a wrestler to the state – tournament. Their 220 pounder Hassan Missouri lost in the finals to Mitchell Lambert but of page. So, you know, it's it's been a tough year for Metro with everything that's been going on with the pandemic and and again, they only resumed winter sports athletics about 3 weeks or so ago and getting one guy through to the state, I'm sure is a little disappointing, but it's it's been an odd year. So,
0: certainly has um speaking of getting started late it it appears that baseball will be getting started late as paul lamb just posted a beautiful picture of raider field over at spring hill as it is covered in snow and ice so they won't be starting practice today over at spring hill but that's okay he said at least we get a chance to play so that's going to be exciting all right uh, thank you guys for joining us in the high school segment and the high school hour. We appreciate it. And when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, we'll talk to Chip Walters about Middle Tennessee State. In the next hour, we have NASCAR, college hoops, and the Predge reverse retro jerseys. I want to get your guys' opinions on those. So we'll get to all that and more on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today when we come back.